Good evening, everyone. I am calling the regular town council meeting of December 13th to order at 5 p.m. And everybody can hear me. Great. Okay, you've got the agenda in front of you. Are there any additions or deletions? Uh, Director Bell? None from administration, Your Worship. Thank you. Uh, Councillor Carr? Jim had asked me to bring it up at this meeting regarding the fire hydrants. Um, it was explained to me earlier that it was going to be part of the capital projects of 2022. And I noticed it wasn't on the, the list, so I reached out to him and inquired, and he said, just bring it up at this council meeting. So if we so could. Do you, want it, do you want it as part of the interim budget discussion or? Um, I'd just like to know what, what would be the best way to approach it. I don't really know which would be, whether it'd be better to do them all at once or whether it'd be better to do a couple at a time. I don't really know. Maybe Jim could answer that. And, Okay, so how about uh, we put that as part of the uh, discussions during the budget part, but Councillor Good, you have a, a thought? It's just a possible suggestion. Maybe we could have, um, because it's an ongoing, handling the fire hydrants is an ongoing thing. It happens every year to a certain degree. Maybe we could get kind of a, maybe not that it could be at this meeting if possible, but um, basic kind of a state of the union report from, would that be acceptable? Like kind of a state of the union on, on the fire hydrants. Okay, then how about um, we add um, new business item 16 and we talk about fire hydrants there and um, the resulting discussion might be as you suggest or, or whatever. Sure. Okay, fine. so we're adding section um, Eight, which is new business item 16, which is fire hydrants. Thank you, councillors. Anything further? Would someone care to move the acceptance of the agenda as amended? And I'm watching my screen for signs. So uh, councillor Good uh, moves the acceptance of the agenda as accepted. All those in favor? Great, it is carried, thank you. Okay, we have the minutes of November 22nd in front of us. Anybody notice anything that uh, should be changed on those minutes? If I may, Your Worship? Yes. Uh, these minutes are annotated with a notation to the effect that this is where we made the amendment to Councillor Carr's motion to include the tax roll number for the tax exemption status for the new women's shelter facility. And I'm just looking for which motion that was. So it now, oh. in your copy of the minutes that's within your agenda, the amended minutes should be reflected or the text of the proposed amended minutes should be reflected. So these minutes already have that in them is what you're saying. Yes. Yes. Uh, however, that was requires council's consent because that was not the admit. That was not the motion as stated during the meeting. There was a request 
after the fact to amend. So we need council's consent. Yeah. Oh. It's, uh, it's motion 2111 Okay. Yep. Okay, I see that. So it was a change to motion 427. The tax roll is now within these minutes. So would someone care to move the acceptance of the minutes as um, amended, I guess? Uh, Councillor Shannon, thank you. All those in favor? Great, it is carried. Next item, um, do we have any public hearings? Does not look like it. Okay, uh, presentation, grants to organizations, the Peace Region Hockey Tour Society. And uh, Director Bell, do we have someone yes. for this? Yes, you have two members of the society um, as part of your meeting this evening, Damon Jeffs and Ryan Kalanawalik. I'm sorry, Ryan. Um, they're here representing that organization and their request. Okay. Um, so, gentlemen, uh, welcome. And, uh, oh, there we see you both now. Uh, your, your time is now. <laughs> So what, what usually happens, I should uh, forewarn you that uh, uh, we listen to the presentation and uh, sometimes later on in the agenda is when uh, council might make a decision with respect to any ask during the presentation. So uh, Mr. Konowalik or Mr. Jeffs, uh, whichever of you wishes to speak up. You want to go, Damon? You're the you're the lead on this. I'm just the. Uh, <laughs> in the okay. Well, you know what, Ryan? You can actually do that presentation because you've done this one before. So, and I can feel any questions if there if there is any. How's that? Sounds good. Okay. Okay. Well, thank you, Mayor, Council, and Administration for giving us the time today to present this. Um, I'll try to keep it actually a little bit short so that it gives uh, opportunity if there's more questions or something like that to, to ask instead of me maybe rambling info that is, is or isn't relevant. Uh, you can decide what's relevant. So basically, <clears throat> we started this initiative last year during the COVID lockdown. Um, last year's hockey season for the minor hockey associations was pretty much a, a loss as was most other activities between school sports, um, just all team team kind of activities. Um, and so we started looking at opportunities, obviously once we felt uh, maybe, you know, vaccines or, or, or uh, travel exemptions, all these things that everybody's aware of for the last uh, over a year now have been going on. So we started looking at this opportunity to take some kids over to uh, Sweden and Finland on a hockey tour. And I mean, Hockey's the backdrop or the reason that we're going, but obviously it's just a small piece of what we're trying to do with, with the kids. So basically what it is, is it's a, a team of uh, boys who are 12 or 13 years old, so U13, and then a team of girls uh, who range between the U15 and U18 groups. So there's 17 boys um, and 17 girls. So there's two different teams that would be taking part in this. Um, the event takes place uh, in mid-April, April 9th to 18th, over in Sweden and Finland. Um, and the team would travel together 
and stay together and take part in these activities. There's, there's lots of other things that go on. There's trips to museums and, and things to learn about the part of the world that we would be in at that time. Um, the teams entail kids from, from all over kind of the piece, uh, the town, uh, the counties that surround um, some of the indigenous communities um, over to Fairview Spirit River area. Um, primarily this kind of central area that we're in right now is the, the main number of kids. Um, but like I say, it does broaden out. It, um, it was a pretty wide net that was cast. Obviously some people couldn't afford it or, or weren't comfortable with it. So there was a, a pretty large number of people that were asked to get, to get the numbers that we got. Um, and so that's kind of the backdrop of where this went. We've been doing all kinds of fundraising with the kids. Um, we didn't want it to just be, you know, mom and dad out selling raffle tickets. Um, we wanted the kids to be actively involved. So um, we did, uh, I'm not sure some people might've noticed we were selling firewood up Roma Drive all summer. Um, so basically we got three logging trucks full of logs. And then we did work bees with the kids where they were out there, obviously not running the chainsaws, but they were doing everything else. They were splitting, they were stacking. When people showed up, they loaded the trucks for the people. Uh, when we made deliveries, it was the kids that would, would come with us and unload and stack for the people that we were delivering for. Um, we volunteered time at uh, the counties. Um, the, there was a mud bog, there was a, a summer kids day out of the county office. So we've been trying to make sure that they understand that um, they've got to put the work in to, to go on a trip like this. So it's like I say, hockey's the backdrop, but it's more, it's bigger than that. And it's really just trying to teach these kids some life lessons and maybe have a positive coming, hopefully out of this COVID stuff that's been going on um, with the vaccines doing their thing and, and people having um, an opportunity to maybe get a little more back to normal. So Having said that, I will probably uh, maybe just close before I offer, offer it up for questions or comments or if more inputs needed. Um, I do want to be clear, um, all funds raised, uh, fundraising, whether it's fundraising, bottle drives, the wood sales, um, we are doing corporate opportunities where we've had some corporate sponsors step in. That money only goes to the costs for the kids. Um, any family members or associated uh, people that would be going, for example, uh, if a mom and dad are going with their kid or a mom and dad and a brother and sister, that's all on the families. Uh, the family has to pay for that. This, what we're trying to do is offset the costs for the 17 boys and 17 girls that are part of the team. And, um, and what we're trying to do is basically have them go without having an expense, whereas everybody else would, would be paying their own way. Um, on a trip like this. So I will maybe leave it there for questions or if I've left something out or, or if anybody wants to ask uh, anything else. Councillor Ford. No, a great presentation, Ryan. Um, I'm probably going to date myself here, but uh, uh, back when I was that age, I had the opportunity of going on a hockey exchange. However, didn't fly across the ocean. It was uh, we went to uh, Chicoutimi, Quebec, um, with our team. Um, didn't have the opportunity to play there, but the the learning capabilities or the the sightseeing you do and seeing all the the paper mills and the paper plants was 
something that I that I remember to this day. So more than just hockey, yes, big learning. Totally agree. I've I've had the opportunity of participating. So like the idea. Thank you. Other councillors? Yeah, I will. Okay. Uh, Ryan, how many games are the are they are they going to be able to get in? You know what? That's uh, probably a question for my my friend Damon here. I have a I have a pretty good idea, but I don't want to botch the numbers, so I'll let him okay. answer. That one. So, so what, what what we do? We go, go to Sweden. We'll play two exhibition games. Uh, against Sweden, and then we'll play in a tournament in Finland. So it'll be five games in the tournament in Finland. Awesome. Uh, Councillor Shannon? You did a lot of fundraising. That's uh, really good to see that happen and, and uh, teaching the kids that it's not just an um, easy task to get mom and dad to write the check to go on a, on a trip. We did a California football trip way back in the day and uh, made the kids work as well and uh, it's great well hockey minor hockey is a great great I'm kind of biased but I, I think that's a great program and going on a trip like this after COVID I think um, the kids need some kind of a, a little pick me up there so that's a, that's a great that was a great idea whoever came up with it to start during COVID that was um, it was awesome awesome job I'll give that credit to Damon thanks Shelly that was uh yeah um, so one kind of cynical uh, question at this point in time, if uh, COVID somehow stops this or some other reason, uh, are there insurance things that cover some of the expenses in that case, if you have to cancel flights or whatever? Yeah, everything's covered. So there is, uh, we've got insurance with the, the travel agency that's taking us over there. And so they've actually put all their funds into a, a, an account. And if we can't go because of the pandemic, then we get completely refunded. And then that'll be the next problem is to figure out what we do with that, that funds. And it would most likely be, uh, we'd have to look for somewhere inside of Canada to, to go and maybe if we've got that much, then we get another group of kids together and we take three teams, you know, do something creative like that. Great. Uh, Councillor Ford? Yes, just as more for administration, but uh, if this is approved, um, would the Town of Peace River be able to provide some pins and stuff like that for the, the kids to take with them? That would be ideal. What we're doing is actually there's quite a few uh, worn out Peace River jerseys and stuff like that because we're at an international uh, well, it would be international that's going, but uh, we would bring some of these jerseys and stuff like that that we would trade with each of the teams. As these kids go and they're meeting new people, they would trade their jerseys and different stuff like that. And pins, pins are always a big one. You know, I've been to the Arctic Games a few times, and those things are more important than the cash sometimes. So, you know, I think a lot of those things that would be a huge deal to be able to exchange. And we, we would like to see a team come over as well. So that's something we would like to work on moving forward to. Bring them to the peace area. Yeah. yeah. Councillor Carr. I'm just curious um, if you have till April, 
have you stopped fundraising or are you still fundraising or? Yeah, no, we're still, yeah go, go ahead. ahead. Sorry, Dan. Yeah, I was going to say, yeah, no, we're, we've been doing well, but um, I know what's part of the application, like we're trying to raise about $140,000 um, and that's to take care of the kids' uh, costs. Um, we're not there yet, so we still are actively, actively fundraising. Um, we did a big bottle drive and it was, a, I think we, we had somewhere just shy of $5,000. So we're doing another one of them in, in January. Um, we sold out all our wood. Um, and so we've kind of now started to focus on the softer side where it's the, the requests, like the, the corporate side and, the, and, and that kind of thing, Brad, Councillor Tart, yep. And what, what are the names of the teams? I didn't quite catch them. We had it. Yeah, I was going to say, Damon, you might want to jump in because we were basically challenging the kids to come up with logos and, and names. So I, uh, I'm not sure if we're quite done that. We were just calling it the Peace Region Colts right now, I think, Damon, but uh, maybe you could answer that better. That's because we had to form a society. That's why the name is so long. So it's the Peace Region, you know, just because we had a hockey tour society. Just because we had to make a big long handle, but Ryan's got a fancy logo that I think won the, the contest for the kids, and and then we'll probably be using like a Team Canada color with Ryan's fancy logo. Okay, thank you, uh, councillors. Any further questions? Gentlemen, thank you very much for your presentation. And as I see later on in the agenda, there is a uh, request for a decision. So I would expect that uh, some decision would be made during later this meeting. And um, uh, maybe Director Bell would be getting back to you uh, tomorrow or whenever it's convenient for all three of you. <laughs> so thank okay. you. Thank and you good luck. Thank you. Thank you. Okay, and uh, we have another presentation. Uh, this one is uh, grants to organizations, uh, the Northern Sunrise County Rural Crime Watch Symposium. And I saw uh, Karina Williams on Zoom land here someplace. Maybe not. Yep, oh, there she's we go. There. Yeah. Hey, Karina. <laughs> hi, hi there, Karina. Um, hi, Karina. So, hi. Karina, um, during these presentations, uh, you're you know welcome to give the presentation. We sometimes have a few questions, and then later on in the agenda, there's a request for the decision as to whatever your request might be. So take it away. Thank you very much. So the Northern Sunrise Rural Crime Watch Association is um, some of you may already be members. So we're we give out information to everybody in the area. So we have 826 members. So we give information of fraudulent charges or um, some spams that are coming along. We also give out any anything if there's um, a stolen vehicle or maybe there's a theft somewhere so that everybody is aware of what's happening in the area. So as part of that, we are the Memorandum of Understanding with the Alberta Provincial Rural Crime Watch Association. 
And as that, every year they hold a symposium. And this is the first time um, in, first time in history actually, that the Alberta Provincial Rural Crime Watch has come this far north. So we're very excited to be hosting this. We have, there will be members from all over Alberta and BC of the various Crime Watch groups um, in attendance to this. We will have um, Curtis Sablocki will be there. We'll have Richard Lyons, um, Martin Gerard. So we have some of the main, main names for um, the province that attend this symposium. So our ask today is um, to see if there is a financial contribution that could be assisted with. And also if you're able to give um, some pens or something like that for the goodie bag. So uh, the cap is at 160 because uh, the hotel that we're using, which is the Chateau Nova, is following the REP um, program. So we will have that in force and of course then that limits the numbers that, that can um, attend this event. So we're really excited to host it. The Northern Sunrise Rural Crime Watch Board has been working extremely hard. We've got quite a few donations already. Um, we've, um, we've contacted corporations, other municip municipalities, other towns, for assistance with this, as this event will cost around $22,000. We will, of course, be asking a registration fee, but that won't cost, that won't um, cover everything. So if there's any questions, please let me know. Councillors, questions, Councillor Ford? Yeah, I don't have a, a question, but... Uh, uh, Karina, were you, would you be able to provide the location and the address for council and administration so they can see the, uh, how to join up for the uh, Rural Crime Watch? Absolutely. So the email address is nsccrimewatch at gmail.com. So that stands for Northern Sunrise County Crime Watch at gmail.com. And all I require is your name and email address, and then I can add you to the fan out system. We only strictly give out information from either members that have firsthand experience, information from the RCMP or anything from the BBB scams. We do not post anything from Facebook. We do not post anything from Instagram, or shall we say any kind of gossip we only will enforce um, information that is, has been um, authorized. Thanks, Deputy Mayor Scammerhorn, you had a question? <clears throat> yeah, sorry. Uh, it's good to see some in-person conventions happening again. So we, uh, yeah, this, this grants to groups fund we've had is, is generally for like hosting things or, or sending teams to provincial or international events. So it's, as you can imagine, it's been kind of spinning its wheels for a little while, uh, this particular account. So um, are you, you, you mentioned a couple people that are, are coming to the event, a couple names that I'm not familiar with. What are the, I think there was a few gentlemen there. What are, what, what are their, uh, 
what do they do i guess um what are what are their uh organizations about yes yeah, so um curtis abloki he's the chief superintendent of k division martin gerard he's um k division also and richard lyons he's the chief of fish and wildlife we also have Dan Williams that will be coming in on early Friday evening to, to give some remarks as well. And I believe there's an invitation on your agenda this evening for um, Madam Mayor to bring remarks Saturday morning as well. Great, thanks. And how much is the registration per individual or have you decided that yet? Yeah, the, the registration is 180 per individual and the RCWs, they, um, or the Royal Crime Watch, sorry, they, they pay their own hotel fees. So the hotel has worked with us quite well to give a discounted rate for the people staying as some people will be traveling quite a long distance to attend this. That's why we're not starting it till Friday afternoon at four is registration and that will end at 10 that evening so we have a great lineup for that evening we have um councillor Boychuk will be given a presentation and then we have a full fentanyl presentation which really does give information of why people go down that road of crime in the first place and mental health and addictions and how that leads to homelessness in the morning then we have the AGM which usually lasts about an hour and a half, two hours. Then we have the update from uh, Richard Lyons who will give all the information for the fish and wildlife for the province. And then we have the data to action with Curtis or Peter Tuflick will be given that presentation. And then after that, it will be the Crime Stoppers update and we'll have some local updates following that as well. So it's a lot of information over a day and a half, but it's all geared to Rural Crime Watch. And we haven't had an in-person meeting for two years because of the pandemic. So this is the first time in two years that everybody's actually getting together and everyone's very excited to actually come up and see what Peace River has to offer. Well, I, I think uh, many of the uh, businesses in Peace River would be happy to see 160 people um, walking around, uh, maybe spending a little bit. And um, it's great to see, as uh, Deputy Mayor uh, mentioned, about uh, having an in-person conference um, in Peace River. And thank you for getting them to come up here, actually, because sometimes that takes a little bit of talking, shall we say. Yeah. Any further questions, councillors? Okay, thank you, uh, Mrs. Williams, and um, I'm sure that our administration will be getting back to you uh, um, maybe tomorrow, uh, as soon as <laughs> our decision is made later tonight, probably. So good luck with the conference, and uh, it looks like a, a very, uh, shall we say, um, I hate to say dense, but meaning there's lots to be done within that day and a half. So thank you for organizing it as well. Thank you very much. And thank you for everybody for your time and allowing me to be on the agenda tonight. Thank you. Good night. Take care, Karina. Thank you, Warren.
Okay, um, so we're now at section six bylaws and I understand there's no bylaws for us to consider tonight. Uh, unfinished business section seven, there's none as well. And now we're on to the new business, which has a fairly lengthy item list. So uh, to begin with, we have uh, Ms. Modi and a request for a decision with respect to the assessment review board of appointments. Thank you, Your Worship. Yes, I'm here to present on the assessment review board. We need to appoint members um, to that board. So the request before council, or a little bit of background, um, under section 454 of the MGA, the town must establish an assessment review board. The ARB is a quasi-judicial board that hears complaints with respect to property assessments. So our bylaw 2075 establishes an assessment review board and the town is a party to a joint regional agreement with five partnering municipalities to provide an assessment review board. So both of those, the bylaw and the joint regional agreement are attached to the RFD for your information. Pursuant to that agreement, the town must provide two board members for terms up to three years. Uh, our bylaw 2075 states that appointments are to be made through a show of hands by council with the candidate or candidates receiving the highest number of votes being appointed by resolution of council if the majority of council voted in favor of that candidate. Based on that procedure, each member of council should vote for two of the three candidates that we have received to determine which two should be appointed. Uh, town administration has advertised for assessment review board members and we have received three applications which are attached from Garrett Tomlinson, Herman Friesen and Larry Herniak. So administration is uh, providing four for council. The first is to appoint Herman Friesen to the assessment review board for a term of December 14th, 2021 to December 14th, 2024, which is a four year or sorry, three year term as is allowed for within the bylaw and our agreement. The second option would be to appoint Larry Herniak to that same term. The third option is to appoint Garrett Tomlinson to that three year term. And the fourth option would be to decline uh, to appoint members to the assessment review board. Uh, appointing any two of the three candidates fulfills our requirements to appoint members under the agreement and the Municipal Government Act and ensures that we have local participation on the regional board. By declining to appoint members, we would not be fulfilling our requirements under the uh, agreement and the Municipal Government Act. And it would also limit the functionality of the Assessment Review Board and the town's ability to hear an appeal if required. So it is uh, administration's recommendation that council appoint two members who receive the highest number of votes to the Assessment Review Board for terms from December 14th, 2021 to December 14th, 2024. I can take any questions that council might have. So do we, first of all, need a motion to appoint two, and then if that passes, we um, do the voting? Is that the way we do it? I think from a process perspective, you would do the voting and because the members need to have a majority of council. So we would, you'd need to have positive votes for two of the three uh, to appoint them. And then once you know who those two are, then you would make the motion that would appoint those two to the board. Okay, and I noticed uh, one of the candidates has two check marks for two different boards. So um, the other board is being dealt with at a different point in time. That's okay. right, the other board has been has been dealt with. Yeah. Uh, that was the subdivision and 
Development Appeal Board, and we have appointed, you have appointed a yeah. member to that board already. So that one is filled and that was communicated to the applicant. So they're aware of that situation. Okay, so uh, councillors, any questions? What I'm understanding, okay, Councillor Ford? Are you able to take a motion just with uh, two names right off the get-go? No, I think we okay. have to do the process as outlined there with showing hands, yeah. Okay, so um, I guess what I'm hearing is we're assuming we're appointing two. So we need to um, vote by a show of hands. And because we need two, does it make sense to have two votes? Well, are we doing kind of a straw poll just for each? And then you want me to just write down the number of hands and then we'll make a motion out of that? Yeah, like we, we need to formally show our hands and vote, yeah. Okay. okay, so Deputy uh, Mayor will keep track of things, but Councillor Good, you had. Oh, and so we're going to name the three names, hands up, top yep. two. Okay. Yep. So top two means we only have one vote then? Well, no, you have, you vote for, it says each person vote. should vote for two. Yeah. Yep. So, yeah, I mean, it's difficult when you've got three mm -hmm. good candidates, but mm -hmm. okay. Yeah. Okay, so uh, councillors, uh, you've read through the um, applications from the three. And so um, I'll just uh, go forward in uh, no particular order, but uh, uh, for uh, Councillor Herman Friesen, who would, Herman Friesen, pardon? Or did I say councillor? Pardon me, I, he's, he's on a different committee now. <laughs> so Mr. Herman Friesen. Uh, and you need to show your hand, okay, uh, for the uh, Larry Herniak. Deputy Mayor, you have that? Yeah. And um, Garrett Tomlinson. Okay, so Deputy Mayor, what do you have? I have a motion. Okay. I move that council appoint Larry Herniak and Garrett Tomlinson to the assessment review board. Thank you. Any further questions on that? Okay, then um, all those in favor I, of the motion? Sorry. Your worship can ask for a friendly amendment to include the term. Yes. Yep. Yep. Amendment grant. <laughs> That's my motion. So December 14th, 2021 through December 14th, 2024. Yes. All those in favor? Great, thank you very much. Thank you, Deputy Mayor. Madam Mayor? Yes, indeed. Uh, I was wondering if it would be possible to have a letter of thanks um, to all three candidates. I mean, that they put their names forward. I would like some sort of recognition of their willingness to serve the community. And as I said before, the three, um, how would I put it, honorable members of our community and three people who put their names forward. So I'd like to see something you there. So you would move Just to direct administration to... To write a thank you letter, uh, appreciating their willingness to serve the town of Peace River. Okay. Any discussion? All those in favor of that motion? It is carried. Thank you, Councillor Good. Thank you. Okay, our second item would be the um, request for decision on the IDP referral from MD or with MD of Peace. And uh, Ms. Modi again. Thank you, Your Worship. So the second item uh, is a referral from the Municipal District of Peace uh, 
to for two bylaw amendments that are within the intermunicipal development plan plan area uh, between the town and the MD. So the MD has forwarded an area structure plan bylaw amendment, which is bylaw number six attached to the RFD and also a land use bylaw amendment, which is bylaw number seven attached to the RFD. The West Hill Business Park ASP applies to specific lands within the MD and that are within the IDP plan area. And that plan establishes policy direction for future development related decision making. The ASP amendment includes seven policy updates and also replaces one map within the plan. The policy updates are intended to provide greater flexibility with respect to on-site servicing and future tie-in to municipal services, access onto a parcel off of the range roads, rather than the roads that are internal to the area structure plan area, and the phasing of development within the plan area. Uh, all of these amendments have also been referred to Alberta Transportation, who would have had a more direct opinions with respect to the changes in access as it's accessing off of Highway 2. Uh, the land use bylaw amendment provides consistent uh, amendments to the land use districts that overlap with the area structure plan area so that those two documents are consistent and they provide it, they provide greater flexibility with respect to the provision of on-site servicing and future tie-in to municipal services. So this is part of the MD's municipal planning framework, and it must be consistent with RIDP with the MD, as well as their municipal development plan. We have looked at the proposed changes relative to the IDP, and there is no, nothing within the IDP document that is inconsistent with the direction or the changes to the ASP that are being brought forward. Uh, you can see on page two of the RFD what lands are covered uh, within the IDP or sorry, the area structure plan area. So it's a, a plan that covers off four, four quarter sections that are adjacent to the Peace River Airport. And aside from uh, water management, stormwater management, the town doesn't have any specific concerns related to the development of these lands, given that the area structure plan is, is in place and has been in place since 2009. Uh, the town has an IDP referral policy that directs how we handle referrals from our municipal neighbors, uh, which is uh, the referrals are within all of our IDP documents with all of our rural neighbors. So we need to know how we're going to deal with them on a regular basis. Uh, for this uh, referral, we have an area structure plan amendment, which directs that any of those referrals that are part of the municipal planning framework are brought forward to council so that council can review and see them. And so that you're very aware of the municipal planning framework that is changing with, on our boundaries within the, uh, the plan area. So we always bring forward area structure plan amendments to council and we do also provide a recommended response for council's consideration. In this case, because we don't have a, um, any identified concerns, the, the letter essentially states that. So the last page of the RFD includes a draft response that indicates that we do not have any particular concerns relative to these changes. And that would be our recommendation in terms of what we would send forward to the MD. Uh, so that is option one, that council direct us to provide the responses drafted. Option two would be that council provide us with direction with respect to changes that you would like to see to any response to the MD of Peace. And option three would be that we don't provide any response at all. 
and it is our recommendation that we provide the letter as drafted. I can take any questions the council might have. Um, so with respect to um, the tie into uh, municipal services whenever in the future, is there a ground plan already for um, those municipal services, how they would go through that area? There has been talk previously. I'm not sure that any, any of it is formally adopted um, into any official document. Um, yeah, at, at this perhaps, point, there's no provision for servicing those areas off of uh, the Town of East River system. Uh, it was previously discussed, but nothing has been adopted uh, into a plan structure at this point. So, so anything that would be serviced uh, for these facilities would be either on-site servicing or serviced uh, from the MDAPs. When they refer to the future tie into municipal services, um, these <clears throat> lots then become fully aware that uh, whatever could be dug up, et cetera, et cetera, to make that future tie in. I guess that's part of it, right? Uh, the intention, I think, in the plan has been to ensure that development is contemplating future tie into municipal services. Uh, but the amendments to the plan do create additional flexibility to not require that. Uh, but ultimately how the MD wants to service these lands is comparatively internal because there is no official agreement between the town and the MD for future services for this area. So it's not strictly a town of Peace River issue. Oh, sorry. Okay. Um, okay, thank you. Uh, councillors, any further questions? Would someone uh, be prepared to put forth a motion to perhaps um, accept the draft and send it forward as our uh, councillor? Good. Yep. I'll move the recommendation that council direct administration to provide the Town of Peace River response to the bylaw number six slash 2021 and bylaw number seven slash 2021 referral to the municipal district of peace 135 as drafted. Thank you. Any further comments, questions? Okay, then all those in favor of the motion. It is carried. Thank you, Ms. Modi. Thank you. Our next uh, item is a uh, request for a decision on the public meeting areas without sprinklers policy. And Chief Harris is with us to lead us through this. Yes, uh, your worship and council um, at the last uh, governance and priorities meeting, uh, council reviewed uh, this policy, which is from 1985, and uh, looked at fire safety issues for large community gatherings. All the uh, fire safety issues brought up in this policy have now been addressed under the current um, Alberta Fire Code, which is the 2019 National Fire Code Alberta edition. So in effect, this policy is no longer needed or, or required. So I recommend uh, repealing the policy. Thank you. Uh, councillors, any further comments or would someone care to put forth a motion? Uh, Councillor Ford? 
Yes, so I'll put the motion that Council repeal policy P23 1985 01 public meeting areas without sprinklers. Any further discussion? All those in favor of the motion? It is carried. Thank you, Chief Harris. Thank you. The next item is um, the request for a decision with respect to the w WJS letter of support. And Director Bell, I believe you're telling us about this. Uh, Your Worship, I believe the uh, awards ceremony is next. Sorry, hey, Councillor. <laughs> Sorry, Chief Harris. Sorry. Um, okay, so Chief Harris uh, is back with us to talk about the Fire Department Awards ceremony. Thank you, Your Worship. I know there's a lot on that list. I uh, try to get through it by skipping ahead. That's, that's okay, but I'll be brief. Um, yeah, the Fire Department uh, annually holds uh, award ceremonies and appreciation of the firefighters. Um, we haven't held them in the last couple of years. We've done that kind of virtual ceremony, um, but we have decided to go ahead this year on December 21st with an awards night, uh, kind of graduation, promotions, uh, and appreciation uh, of the firefighters. So uh, we would like to uh, invite a mayor or a designate and a councillor and uh, the guest of each to attend on behalf of the town and bring appreciation from the town. Okay, um, uh, I'm prepared to attend, put that out there, and Councillor Ford is prepared to attend. Um, if that motion goes forward, um, we could each br uh, bring a guest, so other councillors could be our guests if they uh, let us know in a timely fashion, and we would uh, forward that information onwards. However, um, if someone cares to make a motion for all of that to go forward, that would be helpful too. Uh, Councillor Ford? I'd make the motion as presented. So, uh, Mrs. McQuaid, you okay with the wording of the motion? I am your worship. I have it reading, uh, move that council enable the mayor or designate and a councillor to attend the Peace River and County of Northern Lights Fire Department's annual awards on December 21st. Thank you. Okay, any further comments, questions? All those in favor of the motion? Great, it is carried. Thank you again, Chief Harris. Just uh, one note, uh, Your Worship. Um, I do have a medal to present to a firefighter. It's a Canadian, it's a federal medal. It's the uh, Canadian uh, Fire Services Exemplary, Exemplary Services Medal, and it's awarded to a firefighter with 20 years of exemplary service. So I'd like to present that during that occasion. And if you're able to present that, uh, that would be fantastic. And I'll send you more details on that before the date. So thank you. Great. 20 years is a good number. Thank you. Okay, now maybe Director Bell is going to tell us about the WJS letter of support request. I will, and I'll have my microphone in front of my mouth and not on the top of my head also. <laughs> um, your Worship and Council, we've received a request from an organization called WJS Canada. Uh, they are applying or putting in a proposal for a Government of Alberta um, public contracted uh, service. It is a, an RFP proposal for intervention child uh, services. 
not child protection services, child intervention services is broad terminology for um, services to family and children. Um, they are a private company. Council, uh, this is a request from a private organization. Um, so it is support of a local business agency. They provide extensive services within your region and they are an existing partner with the Town of Peace River and the Family Resource Network. Um, we submitted a, a joint bid um, with their organization for the Family Resource Network. They have one of the spokes of um, that particular um, activity or, or service. Um, they are specifically applying for or I shouldn't say applying, proposing within their bid submission to the province through this RFP process that they would continue the work that, that, that they have been doing within the region and looking at expansion of services. So they're looking at specifically uh, supports to families under intervention orders. Uh, there's some more detailed information within the report for council. Um, and also quite a lot of services for families when it comes to uh, foster care and um, what they term as therapeutic foster care. I don't have a lot of details of what therapeutic foster care is as a, a defined service. Um, the request before you is to provide a, a letter of support to the organization in their bid for continuation of this service or receipt of this contract to, through the province. Your other option is to decline to provide a letter of support. Um, there is potentially other organizations within the community that may be putting in a bid for this um, or one or both of these services. But as of today's date, uh, we haven't received any requests for any other letters of support for any other organization. So um, take that for information as you will. Um, administration presents to you a recommendation to provide a letter of support as they are an existing partner agency with um, the Family Resource Network. So this is uh, the organization that basically sort of won the contract a couple of years ago when there was a major change over with the family children's services. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's okay. correct. Counselors, uh, questions? Would someone be prepared to put forth a motion? Deputy Mayor Scammerhorn? Yeah, I'll move that uh, council provide the letter of support to WGS for their proposal to Children's Services North Region for Family Intervention Services and Therapeutic Foster Care. Thank you. Any further discussion? Okay, all in favor of the motion? It is carried. Thank you. Thank you. And I think the next one is a request for a decision with respect to the Strategic um, Public Engagement Plan Working Group. And I, I did put uh, public engagement in there just because yeah. I think that was the topic of it. But uh, Councillor yeah. Director Bell, again, you might. Yeah, give just us some very quickly, as discussed at the governance and priorities meeting, uh, this is the enabling uh, request for decision for members of council that have um, indicated their involvement. They would like to participate in the working group or ad hoc committee. Um, to develop the public engagement uh, pre-component to Council's further strategic planning. 
So this is your motion of enabling for members of council, the three members being Councillor Good, Councillor Shannon and Councillor Carr. Okay, any further questions at this point? Would someone care to put forth, somebody else might have their mic on maybe. Anyways, um, someone care to put forth a motion? Okay, Councillor Ford. I put a motion on the floor that council appoint councillors Good, Carr, and Shannon to the public engagement working group. Okay. All those in favor of that motion? Thank you. That is carried. And we'll expect good work from that committee of three. I'm sure they'll be doing good stuff. Um, the next one, though, is a request for decision with respect to the 2022 interim budget. And Director McQuaig might be with us for that one. He's, there he is. Yeah. So before you, uh, your worship and council uh, is, uh, as we discussed a couple of weeks ago, that uh, administration would be bringing forward to council an interim budget for approval to allow us uh, time to finalize the operating capital budget uh, uh, as we go uh, into the, the new year. But this would allow us uh, some time to uh, finalize those budgets, but uh, keep uh, our ability to operate uh, through that period. Uh, so, there again, municipalities need to adopt an operating budget to continue the day-to-day -day operations. And that's under section 242 of the MGA. Uh, and basically uh, administration is recommending passing an interim but operation budget based on 50% of the 2021 approved operating budget as detailed in appendix one. And so the recommendation would that uh, council would approve the 2022 interim operating budget in the amount of uh, $10,882,485 based on 50% of the approved uh, 2021 operating budget as shown. Councillor Good. I, I just um, want to mention that this is um, kind of a normal course of events almost every year to do an interim budget. It's not an unusual process that's been done every year that I think I've been on council since the start because the year ends, if I'm correct in explaining it, the year ends are slightly different, ours and theirs. And so ours goes to a certain point, we adopt the interim budget and then it finalizes when we have our budget. So it's basically more of a procedural issue than it is a budget, a budget issue. Thank you. Thank you. Um, uh, Councillors, though, it, and it also means that we still have ongoing discussions until we get to that final budget stage. And 50% um, of last year's amount, this year's amount might be less than last year's amount to take to deal with in the final uh, budget process. But any questions on uh, Mr. McQuaig's uh, briefing note? Would um, someone then be prepared to put forth a motion? Councillor Good. So moved. I'll move the recommendation. 
which is that council approved the 2022 interim operating budget in the amount of $10,882,485 based on 50% of the approved 2021 operating budget as detailed in appendix I or one. Thank you. Uh, any further comments? Okay, all those in favor of the motion? Thank you, it is carried. And our next item would be a brief request for a decision on a tax penalty waiver request. And um, CAO Parker was initially going to be taking this, but is unable to be present tonight. And Director Bell is, is up for the discussion. That's correct, Your Worship. And I may um, call upon Ms. McQuaig as the author of the report. Um, in this particular case, we've received a formal request from uh, Julie LeCourcier, a resident requesting relief on the interest charges or the penalty charges on her property taxes. There was a notice issued of her tax bill in the amount of $6,100. $3.91. Um, this included the statement, the original assessment of $5,178.80, as well as the penalty amount of the $930.51 or 51 cents. Um, she indicated uh, following receiving this uh, notice that she had paid her uh, taxes accordingly, but alas, uh, has discovered uh, inadvertently paid made payment to the town of Barhead and not the town of Peace River. Uh, town of Barhead did reverse the transaction in July of this uh, past July, uh, refunding the payment to Ms. LeCourcier. Um, she became aware of the error only after receiving the tax notice and, and reviewing her bank um, information to see what had happened. Um, she is requesting that the penalties be waived Typically, we have addressed or brought forward uh, these requests to council um, and uh, typically have not waived or reversed penalties or interest charges um, only in the event if it was a town error of, um, of the town's doing administration level or, or some action on our part. However, this is presented for uh, council's consideration as um, is the, the right of the resident and the individual. So the re options before council is to waive the penalty charges in the amount of $930.51. Obviously it provides uh, satisfaction and tax relief or relief, financial relief to the taxpayer. Um, it, we don't appear at fault in this particular situation or this particular case. Um, Allowing such a waiver, if we did so in this particular, with these circumstances, may bring forward other situations of a similar nature. Um, your second option is to waive the penalties on the 20, 2021 property tax bill uh, of some other amount of council's cho choosing or otherwise. Maybe there's a, an amount that um, could satisfy both parties. Uh, option three is to decline to waive the penalty charges on this particular property tax bill of the $930.51. Uh, the advantage of this particular option is it maintains our existing practice of uh, not waiving 
um, only if it's uh, an unforeseen or an administrative error on the town's part. Um, in this particular case, your ratepayer may not be um, as satisfied with the result of this particular option. Uh, recommendation that's presented to you uh, from an administration is to your option three to decline to waive the penalty charges on this particular property tax request. Thank you. Uh, councillors, questions, comments? Councillor Ford? So from what I've read and from what I just heard uh, Ms. Bell in the, in the report, there's absolutely no responsibility um, to the town on, the, on this error. That's correct. Oh, your worship, you're muted. My mic is muted. <laughs> <laughs> Councillor Shannon, did you have a, a comment? Your mic is on. You're good. No, that's okay. Uh, Councillor Good, did you have a comment? Yeah. Um, in all the years that I've been on council, this is one of the, in my view, the odd man out in a way. In, in a lot of respects, it's I didn't get my tidy. I didn't get my tax notice. Wasn't you know? Didn't get the reminder. Didn't get the this. Didn't get the that. Um, it's not usually well. I paid all my money. It's sometimes it's I. I didn't have enough. I paid part of it. I didn't do this. I didn't do that. Whatever. But very seldom has somebody said, "Well, I paid it. <laughs> the money was there. The money was out of my account. And there was there was no benefit." In, in all the other cases I've seen, there is some benefit to the person either in having the money in their account for a while while it, this didn't happen. They were away on holidays. Billy Bob was supposed to take care of my books, didn't do that. But I've never had a situation where the money was actually sent to a municipality demonstrably in the correct amount um, where, I mean, I, I know that if you, if you have a list of payees in a bank, it can be really easy to hit um, a wrong payment. Like I say, in, in, it's really difficult because you don't want to start a landslide of, of people coming in and requesting variances. But in this case, like I say, it's such, it's an odd man out in my mind where they did their best effort to make sure the money was there on time. It was sent from what I can gather. It was sent in enough time to be here on time had it been sent to the right place. The other municipality who wasn't owed the money didn't notice it until later on, which is I can understandable. I mean, they're not gonna question every check that comes in. I can sort of see that. So, I mean, I'm kind of as, as difficult as it seems in my, my every, like there's a whole pile of cells in my body now that are saying, no, don't do it, don't do it, don't do it. But there's a part of me that's saying that this is such an odd case that I would be more comfortable in supporting a decision in this particular case. Also, I'd like to point out that we are not bound by precedent. So we can make a decision in this case. Um, I'm leaning toward that personally. That's just my personal point of view. Deputy Mayor Scammerhorn. All right, I'll uh, 
play <clears throat> play the other side to it. Um, so the money did leave the account on the fourth, and then uh, eight days later made it back into the account again. So um, again, this is this is there's 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 two errors that did not belong to the town paying the money to the wrong spot and not noticing that the account was over five thousand dollars heavy within a week and two days so i on on one hand it's it's um well i don't know i i i guess may, maybe i i deal with the, the decimal points on my accounts are maybe in a different spot, but if one of my accounts is five grand heavy, I'm going to start to figure out why pretty quick. So I, I don't. Okay. So just if I may ask a question, just for so clarification. So good and the, then Councillor okay. Ford. So just for clarification, then the money left came back, wasn't noticed that it was back. That's correct. And then wasn't sent in at all. That's after correct. That point. Yeah. So and, and and we're talking November here now. Am I correct? That's that, correct. There, so, so there just were a, any a, opportunity a, yeah. between July and November had they looked at the bank account and yeah. done a reconciliation, it would have shown up. That's correct. And I just want to point okay. out, it wasn't just uh, eight days. It was it was five weeks. Just a, a minor correction on the time frame. That's all. I get my months. From, my months yeah. mixed up. There. June and Sorry. July. Yeah. Ford. Yeah, so this question would be for uh, Ms. Bell, but uh, in her letter, I see that she says electronic payment, <laughs> excuse me, electronic payment. So I'm assuming that's to be e-transfer. I, I believe so. Yes. Yeah. So I do that all the time with my bank. That's how I pay my mm -hmm. bills. But when you make an e-transfer, you actually have to set up that payee so she yeah. had set up the town of barhead as a payee at some point as, yes. a, as a payee yeah. at some point yeah. yeah so chances are just clicked on the wrong on the wrong box yeah not not realized so i don't know if she has property in barhead that she yeah. pays taxes to but okay that explains it um other counselors that haven't commented uh, at this point uh, counselor carr having a hard time hitting that mute button. <laughs> um, I'm, I'm, I read her letter and it indicates that she has never been late in any years gone by and she's been a taxpayer for over 20 years as well. Mm -hmm. Is that correct? As far as I know, I don't have any information to state otherwise. Uh, Ms. Yeah. McQuaig, did you have any? We didn't delve down into that, yeah. but she was assisted at the front, and I gather that it was a very collegial, um, oh, wow, I'm really, really sorry, my bad. Uh, excellent interaction with our staff. Um, I don't know that we asked, but I'm not aware of any history of concern. Okay, thank you. Uh, Councillor Shannon, any questions, comments? I agree though it is a it's a very unique a unique case that's for sure and I like I agree with both um Don and um Brad uh, Carr's comments as well so 
that's all I have to comment on that. Thank you. Okay, would uh, someone care to put forth a motion so that we could uh, move forward, I guess? Uh, Councillor Ford. Thank you, Your Worship. I'll put a motion on the floor that Council declines to waive the penalty charges on the 2021 property tax bill, 546010, totaling $930.51. Okay, thank you. Any further discussion? Okay, all those in favor of the motion? And I may, must make sure to count here. All those opposed to the motion? So the motion is defeated. So that means that um, the penalty is waived. Hmm? Not waived. If I may, your worship. It was, it was defeated. We, oh. we have to have a positive motion to waive the penalty. Yeah. Do you not? So That's you'll have correct. to. Councillor, council has simply declined to uh, decline to decline <laughs> wave, as it were. And the motion was defeated. Correct. So the penalty remains. If the, if the motion been, the motion had been to waive the penalty, yeah, and it had gotten three votes in favor and three opposed, the we would not have waived the penalty. Yes. Yeah. Yep, I get we, you now. Okay. Yeah. Do you see where I'm going with yep. this? Yeah. So you, the. The motion, uh, the result of the motion is that the penalty charges are waived. Not, no, because, we because, because, and I'll explain why. If we now had another motion that said a positive motion, we will waive the penalties and it hit the same 3 3 vote, you can't do something and not do something at the same time. Yet both results, where well, you would be saying that either result means that it's declined. We default if to policy, though. The first motion should have been a positive motion if you wanted to not waive the penalty. The motion should have been to, to, to waive the penalty and then hope for your defeat and hope it's defeated. We, we've had done it. Been, it. Yeah. We've had done the it. council. Right. Yeah, we've done it this way in the past, yeah. right? When yeah. we were pretty sure, but, and to be honest yeah. with you, when we're pretty sure that we were going to get a decline. But had okay, we... so, so I, I'm understanding from this discussion that um, we thought we what we were voting on is not what we voted on <laughs> in the end. Not necessarily. Mm, no, yeah. I, I, if if I can clear this up, I, I believe yeah. in order to undo or to circumvent what is already in policy we need a positive motion in the effect to say so we that, don't default to undo a policy so unless you can get four to circumvent the policy we default to policy I and would, what's on the books happens not because of this motion i'm going to be specific about what my argument is i'm not specifically arguing this your argument don i think it's just Right, but what you're saying is if it's tie either way, the people who don't want it to happen 
get their way. And I'm saying you can't have a situation where, oh, we worded it wrong, so therefore we'll word it right this time. I mean, the motion was specific to decline. If you decline to decline, you accept. You had your opportunity to decline. You didn't decline it. So when I voted, the motion was to decline to waive the penalty. Yep. So that means the penalty would have been enforced, I think. And the problem is that we had a 3-3 tie here, which means that got declined. So... Councillor Ford. I don't think you can argue that it's just that regardless of how you word the motion, if it's a positive motion or a negative motion, the motion is defeated in either case if it's a tie. I don't think that makes logical sense. So then it comes down to yeah. so whoever made the motion determines that that doesn't make sense either. Mm -hmm. I, 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 uh, I will reassert my earlier position to undo policy, to circumvent policy, you need a motion in effect of doing so. I note to council, there is no definitive policy on this point. We have only precedent Sorry? Turn your mics off, guys. We Sorry. Have, there is no policy on this matter. It is a, an issue that we are looking at preparing policy on, uh, but this is strictly a question of precedent and practice. So mm -hmm. we cannot default to policy. Councillor Ford? Oh, uh, you're uh, muted. You're muted. Sorry. Uh, for myself personally, um, I read the recommendation and my motion was to decline to waive the penalty charges. So to my understanding of how the policy works, it's a 3-3 tie. So my motion is actively defeated. Yeah. I personally Correct. did not know how the vote was going to go. So to my understanding, the way the policy works, my motion is declined and the penalties are waived. Is that what I'm understanding? I I thought so, because they yeah. must be they must be waived if they're not declined. Does council wish to place a second affirmative motion simply to clear up any future confusion on this? So we can lose and we can do this in both directions. <laughs> it's not confusing. Yeah, so we do have a we had a motion which was to decline to waive the penalty. People voted. And if it had been a four to two decision, we would have declined to waive the penalty. It was a three to three decision. So that means we are not declining. It means we are waiving. Well, in, when I say policy, I don't mean in reference to the tie policy. I'm in reference to the tax policy. I agree with what you're saying. I, I, and you know, Council Scamhorn, this may sound strange, but I agree with you to a large extent. I'm just talking about in rules of in parliamentary rules. I don't believe you can have a a a, a situation where either a positive or a negative motion tied would result in the same result. 
It was one of them, and that may be why you always word it in the affirmative, or why you do it. In, you don't. You don't make motions in the negative. That may be why, but mm -hmm. you you do. You can't have a situation where, regardless of how we word the motion, if it's a tie, you lose. Both sides lose, or one side loses in both cases, or one point of view loses in both cases. And that's the only point I make. It's not even about this motion. It's just structurally in the future, if we have another negative vote and it ties, or a, a, a motion that's put in the, in the negative and it ties, are we going to go through the same thing again? Because really, you, like I say, you can't do something and not do something at the same time. Yes. Yeah, so you would have to positively affirm your way into action. You can't default into action. You have to affirm into action is what I'm saying. I'm, not, well, I'm OK. I understand your point. So, I'm not sure I agree. But we so, can look into it. So I think that's a good thought. Let's look into that. But at this yeah. point in time, the taxes on uh, property bill uh, 546010 are waived. Um, Admin, we're, we're clear on that one? Y yeah. Yes, we are now. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> But and, you're not. And we, we, we need a, a different discussion yeah. another time on uh, positive declining motions sort of thing. <laughs> we will definitely be having that conversation following this meeting of how to address that issue. <laughs> Thank you very Guaranteed. much. Guaranteed. Okay. So um, our next uh, item, and if it's getting, uh, I said around seven o'clock, we try to take a break. So we'll see how time goes here. Um, our next uh, item is the um, request for a decision on Peace River School Division Joint Municipalities Meeting, item nine. And uh, Director Bell, maybe? Yes, thank you, Your Worship. Uh, this is an annual meeting that is held by the Peace River School Division um, with uh, municipalities that are encompassing with that division. The meetings are held once a year and they provide uh, well in advance notice, which we greatly appreciate to be able to add to Council's agenda and calendars. Uh, the meeting is booked for February 2nd via Zoom at 7 p.m. Uh, and asks uh, within the invitation if any members of council have any items for that agenda also. Feel free to bring those forward. This is an enabling RFD requesting uh, the, your two options, uh, enabling members of council to attend the meeting or declining, which now I'm afraid to actually suggest... <laughs> I had to throw that out, but you do have the option to decline to enable members of a council to attend on your behalf, on behalf of the uh, town of Peace River. Um, but your administration does recommend enabling members to attend the meeting of the Peace River School Division Board of Trustees on February 2nd and provide indication of who may would like to attend so that mm -hmm. uh, the legislative services coordinator could provide those names to the school division. Okay, so um, to add to this, uh, the Peace River School Division involves, I don't know um, how many municipalities, but they invite them all to this meeting yeah. and uh, they talk about some of their local situations, some of their general uh, ways forward in the division and individual municipalities sometimes bring forward um, topics that they would like discussed. And uh, I guess depending upon when the um, 
uh, last meeting's request for a change in a bylaw with respect to bus parking on Peace River streets mm. comes forward. It could or could not play into that discussion, but I, I guess to be seen. So anyways, um, maybe we'll see if this motion passes and if it does pass, then we'll ask for who might attend. So would um, any uh, councillor be prepared to put forth a motion? Uh, uh, so Deputy Mayor Scamahorn, do you want to put forth a motion to enable members to attend? Yes, absolutely. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, you want to really, you want to really cock this up? Yeah, I, yeah. I, I move that we not allow <laughs> people to attend <laughs> on that date. <laughs> it happens to be a Wednesday evening in case anybody's uh, thinking about that. So uh, we have a motion on the uh, the books to enable members to attend the meeting of Peace River School Division's Board of Trustees on February 2nd, 2022. Um, any question? Okay. Yeah, sorry, I had a had a question there. So just from years past when I've been on council, and we've had these meetings, weren't they just, <clears throat> to my recollection, it was just two members of council that attended. Am I correct in saying that? Typically, it was just a, a, a just a few. Smart, <clears throat> sorry, small number of members would attend. What, what has happened in my experience <laughs> is that Peace Server sends one or two members, and mm -hmm. other councillors. Um, I don't know what happened last year, but other councillors in years past uh, some, sometimes sent uh, their whole five seven uh, members. <laughs> but I don't know what happened last year. Does anybody recall attending? It was a Zoom meeting. Do you want to know exactly what happened last year? I'm afraid to ask it at this point. <laughs> okay. okay, so first of all, we, we do have uh, enabling members and Councillor Ford asked whether or not um, that meant uh, two members or the whole council is, I think what your question was, Councillor Ford, yes? Anybody got opinions on that? We um, we just say a delegation of council and they can opt in. It's not a voting meeting, so mm -hmm. numbers don't really make a difference. And given that it's a Zoom meeting, it's not like you're eating all their food. Oh, okay, with respect to that then, yes. Um, I do know that we do frequently um, get follow-up requests from the division with actual, are you sending somebody and if so, whom? So names or numbers that we could provide would be appreciated by the division. So uh, we've got the motion to enable members. So maybe we could do that. Then we could do hands up as to who would attend and kind of satisfy both elements maybe. Okay, all those in favor of the motion. It is carried in the positive. And um, now, who might be available to attend on Wednesday, February 2nd? 7 p.m., I think it was someplace. That's correct. Um, <clears throat> well, I'll say, okay, I'll go. I'm unable to commit at this time. Anybody else want to come and see what it's about? Not sure yet. Okay, um, Ms. McQuaig, potentially we've got two, I think. So if you could let them know that and we'll go from there. I apologize, I missed the second person I was writing. Uh, Councillor Good is potential. Oh, good. Oh, and Mr. Carr? Uh, Councillor Carr? I would say potentially, yes. I would have to 
Sí. Let you know closer to the date. But it interests me, but I'm it's a ways away. Certainly. And what I'll do is I'll send council a save the date to just set the time up in your calendar. And then I'll ask the school division to follow up with the formal invite. Thank you. Okay, item 10 is a request for a decision with respect to the grants to organizations Peace Regional Hockey Tour Society. And Director Bell. Yes. Uh, your worshiping council, the report is in relationship to the presentation that you would have uh, you just received earlier in the agenda. Normally, just for new members of council, we have presentations for our, our, our applicants at a GNP or a separate meeting, and then the RFD is done at a later meeting. However, in this particular case, we wanted to address both applications that are coming to you this evening um, to address them within this calendar year, this this year for uh, the town's budget, and also to assist the group in, in both organizations uh, to satisfy their fundraising and financial activities that they are doing. So we wanted to get them completed this year. So the application that was done by the Peace Region, uh, I always wanna say minor hockey, but it's not correct, Hockey Tour Society. Um, was very well put together. The organization has applied through the recreation sport development stream. There are two streams through the council grants program, grants to organizations program. In this particular case, it's not an, um, an event that's happening within the community, but the benefits to the town of Peace River as a corporation and to the broader community is um, quite boundless also that's exposure for our community abroad, some international exposure, uh, the exposure that these participants are also gaining from the activity as the presentation was provided stated is very positive. And there's always a positive spin-off that comes back with those participants and their families back into your community. The other piece that I always like to highlight, which is very important, is the amount of volunteerism that's gone into this, uh, their planning, their fundraising, um, that level of volunteerism is always a, something exemplary that I think uh, council and the community should always uh, hold up in good standing. <clears throat> Excuse me. The organization has applied for $5,900. They are specifically applying for that amount for uh, new team jerseys. It's not for their travel, which is a different component of your grant program, but it is specifically for new jerseys for both the teams so that they look uh, pretty spiffy when they get over there. Um, as per the policy, administration did review using uh, the matrix that's included within the policy. This particular organization uh, did receive a fairly um, positive, strong scoring of 30 out of 45. If the event was held in the community, that scoring level would definitely uh, go up, but it's still a very positive score. Um, administration does present council with a number of options, but our recommendation is to support this applicant in the full amount as requested uh, of 5,900. Um, one last note, we have spent $0 out of the council grants to organizations budget to date, a total of 50,000 is available. Um, COVID really impacted uh, organizations applying for this grant opportunity. So you have a fairly healthy budget there. 
Thank you. Councillor Shannon? What happens to the 50,000 if it's not used? It becomes part of your surplus uh, for our general budget and that will be addressed through the year end process. Um, I was impressed that there was both a boys team and a girls team. Yeah, but that was good. Uh, Councillor Carr, did you have a question? Yeah. <laughs> there. Um, it's not so much a question, and 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 my my concern <laughs> is is how is this going to benefit the town of Peace River outside of the? And this is a regional team, as their regional teams as they said, how is this going to benefit Peace River other than the, I don't know, say there's half the team, um, you know, so 20 people from Peace River. Like I, I'm, I'm just having a hard time justifying using tax dollars to fund something that really isn't going to, you know, if it's like someone said, if the tournament was happening here, I'd say absolutely, because you're going to see direct spinoffs to the town. I'm having a hard time seeing the advantages that Peace River as a community is going to see from funding something like this. It's just like a GoFundMe page. Um, as I said to Dawn earlier, um, a GoFundMe page just does not sit well with me. A GoFundMe, you go get a snow shovel and you go snow, shovel snow. And I would support, personally, I didn't support any, any fundraiser they had. Had I known they were selling firewood, I probably would have bought a couple loads of it. And uh, I would, that's why I asked them tonight if they were still fundraising, because I would like to support that on a personal level. But I have a bit of an issue using tax dollars to fund something that's going to Finland and Sweden. Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm sorry, but that's how I feel. Mm -hmm. okay, thank you. Uh, Councillor Ford. Yes, just two uh, further comments that uh, Councillor Carr made. One of the opinions that I have is, like I say, I'm dating myself, but uh, years and years ago, I had the opportunity um, to travel to Quebec on, a, on an exchange like this and the learning capabilities for the kids, whether they lived in Peace River or uh, part of our team was from, from Northern Sunrise County. To me, to me, it didn't matter. The, the learning capabilities for the kids is huge when it comes to uh, uh, trips and hockey exchanges like this. Thank you. Any further comments? Just I, I to guess, yeah, quick, go ahead. Oh, I'm my apologies. No, go um, ahead. under just a note under the 6.2 of the policy, just so that we're all clear of what the current policy states. Um, under the recreation and sport development stream, there is a couple lines of note. The initiatives may assist with participation in events of local, provincial, national, or international significance. Preference will be given to local development or to the development of local events. And then we also include a travel uh, component within the policy applications requesting travel assistance outside of the community. Council will consider up to 20% of total travel costs. So just a note that your current policy does allow for international and travel and out of the community. So just a consideration. Yeah. Thank you. Deputy Mayor Scammerhorn. I, I, I do agree a lot with what um, 
Councillor Carr is saying, and I think we're in a bit of an interesting circumstance in that whether through provincial mandate or whatever, um, essentially the town has had to say no to a lot of stuff lately, like a lot of sports, a lot of activities, a lot of people that have wanted to do things at our at our facilities that, you know, we've had to say no to and we've had really no option to really even weigh in. And there's there's plenty of people in town that, you know, that feel like we should just, you know, damn the torpedoes to do it anyways. Um, and so I, I'm... I might be inclined on in any other year to maybe just give a different amount. You know, I wouldn't, I wouldn't normally hit this fund for, for this big of an amount, like 10% for, for a traveling team. You understand like you're over 10% of what's in the fund for, for a team to, to travel and take And I guess you'd say spend it elsewhere. But I think, I think in this case, I, I would be inclined to support them just in that we, we've got, We've got an account for this, and we have an opportunity to 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 say yes to something that um, I think is just unique over the last 22 months, and so that's my feeling on it. Councillor Ford, just as a, a question, and I guess this would be to Miss Bell. So, um, from what you had told Council, the monies requested are actually for new jerseys. That's correct, yeah. So are these jerseys, are these the ones that are gonna be trading off or would these, because no. it's a regional team, these jerseys would be worn at games here when they play locally, like if the other team comes over here? I, I don't know if they'd be using them when they came back or if they become memorabilia, that I'm not sure. But I would assume uh, they're wearing them over um, um, while during their hockey games, their tournament, when they're in Finland and the other country, which off the top of my head, I've lost uh, the, the Sweden. location. Sweden, yeah. yeah. So the other question I have, is there is there a timeline that this decision has to be made? As recommended, it is um, sooner in terms of this meeting this evening to keep it within the 2021 budget. If council chooses to defer, you have that definitely that option. It would just then um, fall to your 2022 budget, your grant budget. Thank you. Okay, looks like uh, questions are done so would someone care to put forth a motion with respect to the topic uh councillor shannon i just have one more comment um, <clears throat> could we possibly look at giving partial donation or is that not what they you can absolutely there there and i'm sorry if i didn't provide that option that should have been an option to provide a an amount agreeable to council more or less than what's being asked for. So the grants to groups, it had $50,000 in it and nothing has been uh, taken from that uh, category in 2021. That's what we, yeah. Okay, thank you. Okay, would someone care to put forth a motion so we can move forward? I have a question. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Um, do we get our town logo on these jerseys somewhere? That I don't have an answer for, but I could make an inquiry. 
I would be willing to move that we provide the amount in addition to whatever cost to get our town logo on the jerseys. And they would see whether or not they're allowed to do that sort of thing. Yeah, according that, to the, the rules. Yeah. Is that a possibility, Tanya? That we that that the, if, Absolutely. if if not, we can we can default to the ask, and I'm okay with that. Yeah. I you know I I, I want to send these guys over there looking top notch. Um, I we could definitely add that if that's uh, a direction of council. Whether or not they can, I guess, would be um, part of the protocol on Jersey. Ms. McQuaig? I'm just looking at their application. Uh, I believe. Oh, oh, I apologize. Logos will be included on player jersey and helmets, depending on level of support. I read it, right? Yes, there it is. Yes. <laughs> Thank you. Okay, so if we're getting a shout out on there somewhere, I'm happy. But you my, could. My motion. Yeah, could include that. I'll just make my motion for the amount requested. Assuming we're going to be on there. <laughs> so uh, the motion, as I understood it, with the council support the application of the Peace Region Hockey Tour Society and the amount of $5,900 from the council grants to organizations program. Yes. That would be it. Are we understanding the motion? <clears throat> okay. You clowns tie this thing. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to flip a table. I'm almost afraid to ask here, but all those in favor of the motion, all those opposed to the motion. Okay, the motion is carried. Thank you. <laughs> okay, With and our, our, our next topic would be... Um, the request for decision grants to organization. This would be the Northern Sunrise Rural Crime Watch Association Symposium Sponsorship. And uh, Ms. Belleging. Yes, uh, as noted by the presentation of Ms. Uh, Karina Williams, um, this particular request is for a sponsorship for a conference within the community in the amount of $1,000. As noted earlier, um, other than the 5,900 that was just approved from the $50,000 budget, uh, no other uh, expenditures have been made from this account. So your $1,000 sponsorship potentially um, expends 6,900 out of that budget line by the end of year end, <clears throat> excuse me. This particular applicant did receive a higher scoring after administration did a, a, its formal scoring of the application. Uh, one of the biggest components is um, it is an in the community event or activity hosting of a conference has a provincial um, uh, spotlight on the community, the economic benefits are as such and uh, brings people into your community. So administration recommends a positive support in the amount of $1,000 sponsorship to this particular Northern Sunrise County Rural Crime, Crime Watch Symposium. Thank you. Uh, questions? Councillor Ford? <laughs> A uh, couple of things. First of all, uh, like a, I had asked Karina if uh, the rest of council has a chance, make sure you 
you sign up for the rural crime watch it works similar to the uh to the uh light catch app where that information is shared um it's a lots of eyes on we have over or just about 900 members in the region it, this is not just within uh northern sunrise county's uh boundaries we have members in berwin brownville peace river as far away as manning um with and like i say with what uh miss ballot said this is an in in peace river event so i'm just wondering how counts being we have that much money left in the grants to groups organizations less the uh, money we just sponsored how would uh, council feel if uh i was to if i was to put on a motion on the floor to double the sponsorship to 2000. no well you have to put the motion to find out i guess <laughs> <laughs> well i don't i don't want to make an error like before <laughs> well I, I i saw i saw the heads around the table so uh uh, Your Worship, I'd put a motion on the floor that council provide $1,000 sponsorship to the Northern Sunrise County Rural Crime Watch Symposium. Thank you. Uh, any further comments, discussion? All those in favor of the motion? Thank you. Thank you, Director Bell. Okay, uh, we are now at, um, this one could be easy. Number 12, request for decision, cancellation of the January 4th, 2020 Governance and Priorities Committee meeting. Anybody wanna put a motion to decline to cancel or something? Uh, Councillor Good. I'll move the recommendation that the January 4th, 2022 Governance and Priorities Committee meeting be canceled. Great. And administration, the, the reason uh, basically for that would be? We're all on vacation <laughs> and unavailable to present you with a proper agenda for that meeting. Well-deserved vacation, I would think, as well. Okay, any further questions? Yeah, where are we ordering my, uh, supper from? <laughs> it's, it's on your stove and you're cooking, so there we oh. go. Um, all those in favor of the motion? Great, it is carried. So the meeting, January 4th meeting is canceled. Okay. Um, okay, uh, we can take a break now or we can go through the next item and then take a break. What is council's wish? Um, carry on. Okay, I'm getting the carry on motions. So uh, our next item would be the request for decision with respect to the intermunicipal collaboration framework with the MD of peace number 135. And uh, Director Bell, I believe you get to yes. lead us through this one. <laughs> um, your, your worship, this particular RFD is in regards to the new ICF agreement with the MD of Peace. Uh, this new agreement is attached for Council's review. Uh, and my apologies for updating the RFD a couple of times. We were finalizing the um, formal financial contribution that's anticipated for this year and made sure that it was a three quarters of the year as the agreement does begin as of April 1st, 2021 and not a January 1st start date. <clears throat> so that had an impact on our calculations for the contribution. Um, this information has also been provided to the MD of Peace um, as of Friday and again an update on Monday today. 
Um, the agreement uh, is a, a result of the arbitration process and the all the agreed upon terms within this agreement are not just a result of that arbitration, but also uh, in discussions leading up to that arbitration. So the, the final product encapsulates all the main items that um, have been addressed through that process. Uh, and we are presenting the formal agreement for Council's ratification this evening. Thank you. Um, are there any comments uh, with respect to this item? Uh, Councillor Good? Yeah, I'd like to I'd like to comment that I just want to thank because um, there were members of the ICF committee prior to my being on there to thank them for their work and and also to thank all of the participants, either both ourselves and the um, and from the MD for really open, honest discussions back and forth that I think went very well. And I think one thing I wanted to point out was that the um, for those who may or may not know that the decision to go to arbitration was an amicable one. It was a situation where there was where there were issues to be resolved and in the spirit of going and it was an arbitration that was was entered into in the spirit of going forward. It was not um, entered into with that with any animosity or negativity. It was a straight, straight, honestly held disagreement among friends, to be honest with you. And I just wanted to comment on that because I think a lot of people see a process when it goes to arbitration as being necessarily negative. And sometimes it's a very, very productive way of going forward. So I just like to thank all the participants personally for all the effort they put into that and uh, our counterparts on the MDFPs to commend them on a very, very good civil tone and um, very, very fruitful discussions. Very much appreciate it. So would you be prepared to put forth a motion and then we could have some further discussion? I'd be happy to. I'll move that council approve the intermunicipal collaboration framework agreement between the town of Peace River and the MD of Peace 135 is presented. Thank you. Councillor Ford? Yeah, your worship, if I may, I'm sorry, but uh, I'm not sure if everybody can hear me or if anybody can see me, but all my video on my Zoom just uh, went. Okay, because can, I can't, can I can't see, see anybody else. Oh. Mayor Manzer, you're muted. Um, I was having a good conversation too. <laughs> <laughs> I was just saying, we for Mr. Ford, we can see him and we can hear him, so he does exist, even if he can't see himself there. Yeah. yeah. My best conversations are also when no one is listening. <laughs> well, I have the best. And ones. also, I'd like to point out, Mr. Uh, Mr. Ford, that you are still live on Zoom all on uh, YouTube also. So the only thing that's not working is your machine. Everything else is good. Yeah, I'm losing uh, Deputy Mayor Manzer's mic now, too. <laughs> okay, I'll just talk louder in the room. How's that? Okay, so, so we, we do, do have... We do have a motion on the uh, the books to um, approve the this uh, information this intermunicipal collaboration framework agreement with the MD of Peace and the Town of Peace River. Are there any uh, further discussions on that motion? Okay. Uh, well, we've 
we voted on this agreement the last council anyways voted on this agreement in the affirmative with uh with worse numbers so there we're we so we're doubly affirming it if we go for it with absolutely. no one numbers etc okay um all those in favor of the motion great it is carried Wonderful. now because the motion was carried, there are certain aspects within the agreement that perhaps we could uh, pay some attention to at this moment in time. One is that um, we need to actually establish a committee, which in this agreement is two elected, one alternate and one administrator. So um, uh, we should uh, formally appoint people so that they can get in our, on our committee list which is blank right now, even though we thought we were gonna have a committee at some point in the future. So um, any thoughts as to um, how to go about this? Uh, we do have some people, uh, some new counselors that have not um, been part of any of the uh, ICF discussions. So might be good to have one or so of them with it, but um, any further thoughts on uh, who might, who might like to be on the committee. Should have at least some experience on the committee, I would think as well. Deputy Mayor, are you uh, thinking you would like to be there or not? Or? Uh, I'm on two of the committees already, actually. I was thinking of nominating you. And How many number members are they looking for? We need two elected two. and one alternate. alternate. Yeah. Uh, I was thinking of nominating you and Councillor Carr and then Councillor Shannon to be an alternate if they are amenable to the suggestion. I'd be okay with that. Okay. Said, these, these things aren't going away for us. We need to build some, let's call it ICF capacity. capacity. <laughs> and if it's always the same people on all the negotiating committees, we're yeah. going to handicap ourselves. Um, so, first of all, with respect to that, Councillor Carr, are, are you okay with that? Yeah. Councillor Shannon, did I hear you say yes? She's shaking her head yes. Okay, so um, uh, Deputy Mayor uh, Scammerhorn has moved that um, Mayor Manzer, Councillor Carr, and Councillor Shannon be appointed to the uh, ICF committee with the MD of Peace. And... Um, the alternate is, who did you have for the alternate? Councillor Shannon. Shannon. Coun Councillor <laughs> Shannon being the alternate. Um, all those in favor of the motion? Thank you. Okay, so that's done. Um, Point of privilege, your worship. Okay. Can we take a 10 minute recess and we'll deal with our tech stuff. Could I just bring up one quick item related to the ICF agreement that I'd like to point out that I missed during the RFD? The agreement automatically rescinds the uh, existing intermunicipal collaboration agreement. So I just wanted to make sure that was clear. The motion of council for the new agreement automatically rescinds or ends the existing agreement. Just want to yes. get that on record. <laughs> <laughs> okay, th thank you for that. And the other note I'll just make, um, there is to be a joint uh, council, whole council meeting between both the MD and the um, uh, Peace River Town Council within six months of the municipal election. So perhaps administration in February and a little bit onwards will look into that for us. That's okay, correct. so 
I've got a point of uh, privilege or something like that, which um, is requesting a break. So let's take a break uh, for 15 minutes. So 7.05, we'll come back. Welcome back, everybody. Okay, I think we had almost got to the end of section nine. So uh, number 14 is a request for decision uh, with respect to a proclamation of January 2022 as Alzheimer's Awareness Month. And speaking to this would be perhaps Director Bell. Your Worship and Council, <clears throat> this particular report is a request for proclamation for January 2022 as Alzheimer's Awareness Month. Uh, this is something that the town and council has done in the past, and we propose to support this uh, proclamation again for January 2022. Thank you. Uh, any um, comments, questions, motions? Somebody like to make a motion uh, with respect to this uh, request for proclamation? Oh, Councillor Good, thank you. I'll move the count. I'll move. Pardon me, take my mask off. Um, I'll move the council supports the request for claim January 2022 as Alzheimer's Awareness Month. Thank you. All those in favor of the motion? It is carried. Thank you. Uh, our next item would be a decision with respect to the community crime prevention training and symposium. And Director Bell. Yes, again. and maybe Councillor Ford could also assist on this particular item. Um, as per previous presentation and also application by the um, Nor Northern Sunrise County oh, Crime Prevention Crime Prevention Training Symposium. Uh, this particular RFD is presenting council the option to enable members of council to participate in that event. Uh, there's uh, some enabling motions or the option not to enable any members of council. If council does enable members, I do recommend that you provide detailed information to the legislative services coordinator so she's able to actually register members of council properly for this particular event. So are there two events? Am I on the wrong thing here? There are um, two events, Your Worship. Oh, okay. my apologies. I did not notice this. We have five seats available for the actual first event for the training. And the second opportunity is the... Ms. McQuaig, could you explain the second event? The actual symposium? Different? Yes. The actual <laughs> symposium, maybe? Yes. The first event is a recommended training or recommended oh. by the the uh, municipal rural crime group, um, just to inform newly elected councillors primarily, but anybody who has an interest 
in issues around planning and uh, strategic planning around crime prevention. And that There is no charge to that aside from the counselor's time. And in addition, there's the educational opportunity of the symposium in February. So just a question um, on the option one, it says financial implications. There's a, a note there. Yes, there is an estimated cost for time per attendee as for each event. Uh, it includes time and okay, thank you. per diem and registration. Thank you. Okay. Councillor Ford, uh, go ahead. Tanya, you had mentioned there was uh, only a certain number of seats available. Did you say that was five? That was for the training. For Not the training for the symposium. Only. Yeah. That's correct. We know that it there's, says, there's a capacity limit to the symposium, but they haven't indicated uh, what the what the limit is for the number of registrants from the town of Peace River. For the initial online training, we have five seats. The symposium, it's not clear. Okay, so let's maybe uh, well, I'll deal with the options and um, uh, maybe we deal with them singly. So first with respect to the uh, one for the virtual training sessions in January. Council have any thoughts as to a motion there? Councillor Ford? Well, I tend to agree with what uh, Ms. McQuaig said. Um, I've had a lot of this training because of ACCPA and attending a lot of the uh, Rural Crime Watch uh, sessions in the past. Um, so I would suggest that uh, this is a great opportunity for any of the new councillors and people that have, and council that has never attended some of the, uh, the crime prevention stuff before. So if we only have five seats for the training, I myself will opt out and let somebody else have the opportunity. I'm noting in the notes that the virtual uh, training are, is January 17th, 24th and 31st from 11 a.m. to 3 p.m. on each of those days. Would someone put forth a motion enabling up to five councillors to attend if that's and see how that goes and if it passes then uh, people could indicate whether or not they would be attending your worship i'd be willing to put a motion on the floor to enable up to five councillors uh, to attend the uh, online virtual uh, training sessions as presented thank you for the discussion all those in favor of that motion Okay, so um, first of all, any councillors here aware of a, at the moment if they would uh, be a possible attendee? Councillor Carr indicates he would. Councillor Shannon indicates she would. Uh, Councillor Boychuk is not here, but uh, Councillor Shannon, another, uh, yeah. Can you just repeat those dates again? January 17th, 24th, 31st from 11 a.m. to 3 p.m. Mm -hmm. 
so Ms. McQuaig, maybe you would send a, an email to uh, Councillor Boychek, seeing if he would be possibility as well. I will, Your okay. Worship. Thank you. So we've got uh, uh, two, three, two or three, yeah, three people, possibly. Uh, with respect to the second um, item here, which is the upcoming Rural Crime Watch Symposium to be held on February 25th and 26th, as Mrs. Williams described. We didn't make a motion with respect to that, did we? No, we just uh, made a motion with respect to sponsorship or donation. Okay. That's correct. So this motion would be whether or not council uh, would word a motion with respect to attendance at that symposium. At this point, we don't know how many seats are available to us. Um, There's no, no limitation. Than, yeah. Other than 160 max. Yeah. So we could just enable council to uh, attend and um, indicate if we are thinking of attending after that and let administration figure out if they could <laughs> what it all means. Ms. McQuaig? Uh, if council is enabling members, could they also at that time perhaps enable uh, yourself to bring greetings on behalf of the town as requested or your delegate? Okay, yep. Uh, Councillor Ford. Yeah, just uh, my own personal opinion to this. Um, I think we should only send uh, your worship yourself and possibly one other councillor. Being that there's only 160 seats available, uh, I'd like to see those seats filled up with uh, people from out of town. Okay, any, uh, anybody wish to put forth a motion, first of all, then we can focus. Uh, Deputy Mayor Scammerhorn. I'll, I'll just move to enable council to attend the NSCRCW symposium. Sorry, I'm hearing myself here. And um, as well, enable the mayor to bring greetings from the town. The mayor or designate, depending on maybe other things. Agreed. Okay, thank you. All those in favor of that motion? Uh, opposed? The motion is carried. At this point in time, um, are there councillors who think that they might be available February 25th and 26th to attend this symposium? Or need to? I need uh, Ford, Shannon, uh, Scammerhorn. Okay, and uh, asking Mr. Uh, Boychuk as well. There might be four, Mrs. McQuaig. Uh, yes, Mr. Boychuk is attending the Friday evening for certain as a presenter. All right. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to go on the assumption, but I will contact him. Great. Thank you. Okay, and um, there was a sixth item added to this. Um, category and it was dealing with fire hydrants and uh, Councillor Carr had uh, put forth the item for the agenda and uh, it might be a Mr. McQuaig kind of question as well. So Councillor Carr, if you could maybe explain again what you were kind of asking. Thank you. Um, 
I had, I had mentioned the number of hydrants that have been out of out of uh, operation, uh, some of them for quite an extended time, um, and requested that we maybe start looking at repairing those. And uh, originally, it had been suggested that it would be part of our capital, uh, be a capital project in the budget. And as I noticed, it wasn't. As I mentioned, it was it was noticed that it wasn't in the in the budget as a capital project. So I reached out to, to Mr. McQuaig and, and mentioned that, and he asked that I bring it up this council uh, meeting and, and we would decide how we would approach that. And, and, and I realize it's, it, it's a very, probably a very difficult thing to put into a capital project unless you set a dollar value and then you only do as many as that dollar value will allow for because uh, some are obviously going to be much more expensive. I have no idea what a hydrant and, and valve and so on cost, but uh, you know, I, I was hoping maybe Jim could answer that. And then, and then as Don had suggested, maybe a, an idea of how many are down and, and something else I'd like to add to that. Uh, we have a, a, a a procedure in in place for flushing the hydrants and and testing them. I uh, I understand it's not all of them every year, but uh, which maybe would be excessive. But but could you maybe educate me on that as well, okay. please? Yeah. So uh, just to give you uh, a bit of context around this, and we'll start with the, just the hydrant costs itself, and uh, they vary. Uh, depending upon the, the depth of the, the water line that it's connecting to, uh, and that kind of governs the, the cost of the actual hydrant themselves. Typically, uh, for a 10 foot length uh, hydrant that reaches down, or typical hydrants run us about $5,600 to $6,000, somewhere in that neighborhood there. Uh, the ones that I just purchased recently, I think they're around uh, $5,600 and change. So associated with each hydrant as well, you have a hydrant valve. So we're able to isolate the hydrant from the, the water transmission main. And so those valves uh, typically run us about $3,500. So uh, for a brand new hydrant, that's what you're kind of looking at, plus the associated labor to install it, which depending upon the complexity of the dig can run us from $8,000 uh, to we had one very, very deep and very awkward uh, hydrant that we had to do last year, and we ran into about 20,000 in labor just to do one hydrant. Uh, so just to give you some perspective on that. And the other thing that we try to do to keep, to keep our costs in line or as well, our, build, our purchase a number of hydrant rebuild kits, because a lot of times the the, the cast of the hydrant is fine. It's just the internal workings need to be uh, refreshed. And so uh, when we're getting those kits, uh, they're about $2,500 a piece. So we tend to purchase a number of those uh, per year. So currently under operating, we tend to uh, look at about eight hydrants per year uh, to replace, and that would be a complete replacement. And that's based on a 40-year life cycle for the hydrant. Uh, so in terms of hydrants that are currently inoperable right now, I'm thinking there's probably about four or five around town that need to be done. We're, we just worked on uh, one hydrant uh, today, actually, by the Best Western, or uh, 
up by uh, Mr. Mike's there, right in front of there. We had a hydrant uh, dig uh, today that we were working on. Fortunately, I think that one there was just uh, kind of exposing it and redoing some of the bolts on the bottom of the hydrant and, and covering that back up. So there again, under operating, we uh, typically try to do about eight hydrants per year. Uh, some years will be a little more. We'll have a few more rebuild kits to try to get a few more hydrants done. Uh, around the labor, we try to do a lot of the labor in-house. However, uh, it all depends upon what else we have going on around town. And sometimes, you know, we just can't delay those anymore and we'll bring in an external contractor uh, to assist us with uh, getting that build done. So that's one piece of the puzzle. And then it's not just public works that has to get involved. I also have to get involved our water operations uh, department because anytime we have to shut down a portion of the main, I have to have them involved in terms of disinfection of the line to return that line back into service. Uh, fortunately today, we were able to do that work under pressure today and do that safely. So we didn't have to take anybody out of service to do that one. In terms of hydrant flushing, uh, our aim as we get uh, our inspection program better and better, uh, and it's a constant work in progress, we're gonna aim to try to do 25% of our hydrants per year to flush those lines down. And uh, so that way we're rotating that through a four year cycle. So, uh, so that's some context around that. Uh, so right now, We've been handling our hydrant repair program under the operating side. And you know, we can look at trying to increase a few this year under the operating side. But uh, to date, we haven't uh, looked at a capital program for that. So, um, Mr. Carr, um, does that kind of get into the beginning of your, 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 your question? Yeah, that was good. Thank you, Jim. Yep. So, um, uh, Mr. McQuaig, I, I had one question from uh, today. Um, the black bags that are on uh, a couple of the hydrants, does that mean these are the ones that need to be uh, fixed? They're not operational? Yeah. Uh, or Yeah, they're not currently operational. And the reason for non-operation could be uh, just a simple rebuild on that particular hydrant to a full replacement on the hydrant. Mm -hmm. But uh, for one reason or the other, or the other one uh, also is uh, just a faulty valve if the valve on the hydrant lead has failed as well. So uh, I know there's a couple that we've still got to get to and remedy. And uh, there it's a coordination with the fire department as well to advise them of, you know, anytime we have hydrant outage like that uh, so that they're aware that you know if they have to respond to a fire in that particular mm -hmm. area that they have to make sure that they've got a water tender allocated for that uh, that fire as well so uh, I know that uh, and we've uh, struggled this year just with uh, personnel within public works being down quite a few key positions and uh, hopefully in this new year uh, the great migration will stop and we'll be able to rebuild yeah. our public works into uh, the force that it uh, should be. And then we can uh, remedy a lot of these. But like I said, uh, to compensate for some of those, we are looking at bringing in some external uh, contractor resources to address some of these. Uh, 
Um, so with respect to the four or five that are not operable, um, they can be worked on during the winter or is uh, it only the emergency prefer, ones? That... Yeah, in those we prefer not to, uh, especially when we start getting, you know, the, between the minus 20 and minus 40 temperatures. You know, yeah. warmer than that, it's usually not a problem. Uh, and then the other factor that comes in this time of year is just the, the frost depth right now. And talking to our crews right now, we're still have a frost depth around uh, probably about three feet, three to four feet. So uh, the digs are uh, reasonable to do right now. Uh, so uh, that was why we proceeded with uh, getting that white one hydrant uh, completed by Mr. Mike's because that's a, that's a key one. It's uh, right ne next uh, to uh, Hotel plus uh, at Mr. Mike's facility and plus uh, uh, the other buildings across the street from there. So it was a key one there and wanted to make sure we got that one addressed. Thank you. Councillor Ford. Yeah, so just a quick question. So the communication between your department and the and the fire department, the fire department uh, knows what hydrants are currently inoperable so that if they're responding into an area, they know which hydrant they can grab onto and which one they can't. Yeah, and, uh, and we try to keep that uh, communication. No, uh, our superintendent of public works uh, talks to him all the time about various things there, so. Okay, so thank you. So you'll probably be updating us uh, with respect to this item uh, more in the future and uh, especially if it affects the, the budget, which is forthcoming with more discussions in the new year. Yeah, thank you. Okay, so I think we've dealt with all of the new business now and we're on to reports. So there's a report uh, from the Mighty Peace Tourism Board meeting, the minutes of November 29th, 2021. And um, I don't know if it's Director Bell um, or uh, Councillor Shannon that would be speaking to this. Any we both highlights? did not attend that yeah. meeting. So not, not a good that, timing for it. Yeah, yeah. that was a, a council workshop that evening. Mm -hmm. So, right. So it looks like they're still carrying on with their major tourism um, uh, program, which is great. Okay, and um, I advise anybody to go to their website, by the way, and ha have a look at their things because uh, they're mentioning uh, businesses all over our region, including ones actually in Peace River. So it's a good thing. Uh, with respect to number two, the Peace Regional Waste Management Company board minutes for September 15th. So those are before you. And um, I, I was in attendance and I think, um, well, actually I was just in, a, I'm the only one left that was in, in attendance at that meeting. Our new counselors came on after this. So basically the minutes of that meeting were fairly straightforward. Uh, item three on this one is the Peace Regional Waste Management Company. We had uh, Mr. Sawatsky in last meeting um, referring to this strategic plan. So um, I'd advise you to look at it. It does indicate that the waste management company wants to be good neighbors, uh, but increase its financial stability, which is of major concern lately. 
and um, that's why there's changes happening at um, various aspects of their business. So if there's no questions on those, would someone move the acceptance of those reports for information? Councillor Shannon, maybe? Yeah, Councillor Shannon would move. Thank, thank, thank you. All those in favor? Great, it is carried. Information items, we have a, a letter from MLA Williams in support of the um, Alberta Municipal Water and Wastewater Partnership grant for 2023. The town wants assistance with engineering and construction costs uh, with respect to, I think it was the wastewater treatment plant. Somebody correct me if I'm wrong. Okay. So Mr. Williams uh, was willing to write a letter in support of that for us. Then we have a letter from uh, the National Police Federation regarding the proposed Alberta Provincial Police Service. And as I read the letter, basically the letter is requesting or asking that maybe municipalities would um, write letters uh, to, I guess, the province. Um, um, indicating that they want the GA, the government of Alberta to listen to Albertans and invest in the existing RCMP rather than wasting hundreds of millions of dollars in the transition no one is asking for. I'm reading from their statement. So <clears throat> if councillors have any opinion on this or wish uh, administration to go forth with a letter or, or not, to you. Uh, Deputy Mayor Scammerhorn. Given the council has a couple learning opportunities coming up, I would uh, say that we would wait to attend. I believe um, Councillor Boychuk was lining up a, a learning opportunity for us as well. There's a presentation coming to town in the early 2022. So before council weighs in on any of these requests for letters regarding RCMP changeovers that we get educated first. Any further comments? If none, then would someone move the um, acceptance of these information items? Uh, Councillor Good, thank you. Information items one and two. All those in favor? The motion is carried. Thank you. Uh, any notices of motion, Director Bell? No. Uh, comments from the public? Ms. McQuaig, no. Key communication items. Okay, where is Mrs. Ms. Bouchard? There she is. Okay, uh, our communication coordinator, Miss um, Bouchard, uh, what do you think? Alrighty. Um, well, what stands out to me, um, Your Worship, would be the council support on the Peace Region Hockey Tour Society and the um, acceptance of their application uh, for a grant, as well as the uh, acceptance of a $1,000 sponsorship for the Northern Sunrise County Rural Crime Watch Symposium, uh, as well as some attention on the council attending, as well as uh, you, Madam Mayor. Um, as well, I would uh, say that a key communication item is uh, the motion to cancel the January 4th governance and priorities meeting. 
um, the proclamation for the Alzheimer's Awareness Month for January 2022. Um, the ICF with the MD of Peace, uh, number 135, um, as well as the council appointing Larry Hrniak and Garrett Tomlinson to uh, the assessment review board. And those are the key communication items. Um, if any of you counselors have any suggestions, I'm happy to add to the list. Um, I'm assuming, Megan, that you'll be at the fire department awards when they occur, covering them in full effect. Yes, definitely. <laughs> I'll be taking notes. Well, thank you. I think you did an excellent summary there. Very good. Okay. And um, now we might be willing to go on to section 14 if somebody will lead us to closed session. Councillor Ford. One moment, Madam That's Mayor. just because you look this way. Okay, so I think uh, Councillor Ford moved that we go into closed session at 7.35. All those in favor? Great. Okay, and that usually means we do a breakout room. Oh, it's up there already. There we go. Okay. Yeah. There you are. Okay. Um, so we're out of closed session and um, we have one motion to put forth. Uh, Councillor Good. Hey, just give me a moment here. Um, regarding item two, FOIP Division two, exceptions to disclosure, advice from officials. Um, I move that the, the the administration be directed to, yeah, implement option two. Move to adjourn. That would be me. Um, so we're at the end of the meeting and um, we're going to move to adjournment, but this is the last meeting of the year. So everybody have a good Christmas and happy new year and good start to the next year and get rid of this COVID business and we'll all be relaxed. Merry oh. Christmas, everybody. Stay safe and happy and healthy. Merry Christmas. You as well. Take care, everybody. Good night. Good night. And to all a good night. <laughs>